Viewer discretion is advised. This is not for the faint of heart. The purpose of this show is to uplift, educate, and elevate. Now, without further ado, your guru, Mr. Evan Savvy. My big mouth. I got a big mouth. Can't help it. I talk from my heart. I'm real. You know what I'm saying? We have a But my controversy problem. And it's not my fault. I'm trying to find my way in the world. You know anyway, I'm not your shrink. I'm just trying to radiate some positive vibes, man to man. I mean, that's what this puff game used to be all about. What's going down? It's your humble host, Evan Savvy of the Lighthouse Podcast. What the f is up, man? How have y'all been? Where is that pendulum at for you? For me, it's finally going back in a good direction. Whew. You know, doing the best I can. I had a good analogy yesterday. I forgot about it. Well, <laughs> y'all don't really know. This is the second time I'm doing this because I had a bomb-ass episode recorded and the power went out. <laughs> so, yeah, no. No autosave for me, but it don't matter. We back in this hole. It don't motherfucking matter. <laughs> but how have y'all been? I hope you've been well. I was blessed enough to actually go see Brent Fayaz roll into town and just leave a little lake after the show from all the screaming and stuff like dude is talented but he did a really good job performing if you haven't seen brent go see him when you can i was able to get my hands on a vinyl as well that wasteland added to the collection also i went to go see the url summer madness 13 i'm a big fan of battle rap if i've never mentioned that before but the ones that know no, because I've quoted some battle rap stuff on him before. But regardless, big fan of URL smacking the movement. And I was able to be on stage and meet a lot of them. They're really cool. As much as they talk about killing niggas, they ain't really not on that type of time. They, they're really uh, solid people, especially Smack. And just a little sidebar, I remember when Smack first started coming to Houston, he brought the gnome. I forget which gnome it was, but it was the first one that we ever had, and Houston sold it out. So I remember I was talking to Smack, and they're very approachable. They're not divas or nothing like that. I just asked him, I was like, hey, man, so are you going to be more consistent coming out here? Like, clearly we fuck with it. Like, you going to, he was like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? We working on the process of coming out here and doing, and sure enough, he started having some of the more major events in Houston. So I appreciate smack for that because that was something i always wanted to go see i'm a big fan of guys like hollow to don tay rock i like tsunami surf as well i mean there's so many guys in the culture i could go down the list and i was able to meet even loaded lux murder move anyway you can look for me on summer madness 13 if you got the app see if i'm on the stage you might be able to pick me out a few times so with that being said i just wanted to go ahead and dive into this topic Check this out. I remember one day I was supposed to be at the gym at a certain time, right? And I wake up and I roll over and I grab my phone. I started scrolling for a little bit and I'm looking at the time like, ah, I should really get up. I need to make it to the gym. Keep scrolling. It started as a little bit turned into like an hour. Still made it to the gym. Started getting to my workouts and you know, I'm starting to see the regular people come in there. Well, start having a conversation. One of the things that was recommended to me was this documentary called The Social Dilemma that's on Netflix. And I take the recommendation and I go forth and watch it. Man, I'm glad I did. <laughs> Seriously, go watch it. Like You can go watch it and come back and listen to this episode. But anyway, our smartphone usage affects us in more ways than you would actually think or like to think. And that's what they was talking about in The Social Dilemma. There was a bunch of different executives former CEOs, former developers that all stepped away, just like I talked about Jeffrey Hinton stepping away, to speak about the dangers of these apps, these websites, and these social media products that they created. Now, initially, of course, they didn't create it with the intent with how it turned out. 
a lot of them will tell you that once they made it, it took on a life of its own. But the way that the companies, major companies that had their hands involved in this stuff, they are way more intrusive than you would like them to be. And you agree to all this stuff in your terms and agreements now. And what's funny is my boy Manny always kept some tape over the front camera. And I never questioned him or made fun of him for that because I understood because I had that same paranoia of them always watching. Well, guess what? All these credible people that stepped away from these social media places come to warn us about all this crazy stuff. Well, they know everything about you from how long you're on a post to what you like, every single thing you search. The goal of the social media apps is your engagement. Your attention is their currency. The more engaged you are, the more they can advertise to you, the more you're scrolling. But with you scrolling and scrolling, it's not necessarily good for your mental health, as you already know. Now, I am not coming on here and telling you how to manage your social media diet. The only thing I'm here doing is offering you a perspective. But walk with me here. I'm going to be referencing Social Dilemma, uh, a few articles from The Atlantic. But the main one I'll be pulling from for sake of conversation is... Have Smartphones Destroyed a Generation by Jean M. Twinge, a psychology professor at San Diego University. And in the article, she states, Around 2012, I noticed abrupt shifts in teen behaviors and emotional states. The gentle slopes of line grabs became steep mountains and sheer cliffs. And many of the distinctive characteristics of the millennial generation began to disappear. So what happened around that time to cause these shifts in behavior? Well, besides millennials dealing with the aftermath of the Great Recession, which officially lasted from 07 to 2009, if you didn't know, even though they said it wasn't a recession, it definitely was, it's documented. In 2012, that's when more than 50% of Americans owned a smartphone. Teens' feeling of loneliness spiked in 2013 and they remained high ever since. Actually, in fact, in 2011, for the first time in 24 years, the teen suicide rate was higher than the teen homicide rate. What they explained was, phones leave you isolated. People now are more so spending time on their phones rather than socially gathering as opposed to our predecessors who actually had hangout spots and people would meet at the skating rinks or at the park. A lot of them now have not been doing that. They've been stuck on their phones. And since people aren't as social, instead of having to be a homicide, they're pointing the harm to themselves. For self-harm, it's actually worse for girls. From 2010 to 2014, the rates of hospital admission for self-harm did not decrease for women in their early 20s or for boys or young men but they double for girls ages 10 to 14. And a lot of them point to a lot of social media apps like Instagram that have caused them to have depressive episodes and to fall into these rabbit holes, scrolling, scrolling more, not understanding that what they're watching is actually feeding the negativity a lot more. A lot of people who know about the social media boom that happened here, they may say, well, that's only really happened in America. Mm. These trends exist in Canada and the UK. Gene goes on to say that psychologically that the new generation is more vulnerable than millennials. The rates of teen depression and suicide have skyrocketed since 2011, and it's not an exaggeration to describe iGen as being on the brink of the worst mental health crisis in decades. Much of this deterioration can be traced back to their phones and screen time. She describes iGen as the generation born between 1995 and 2012. Members of this generation grew up with a smartphone and had a social media account before they hit high school. They also don't know a life before the internet. From watching Social Dilemma, they mentioned something called the Massive Scale Contagion Experiment. They were trying to show that emotional states can be transferred to others via emotional contagion, leading them to experience the same emotions as those around them. When positive expressions were reduced, 
People produced fewer positive posts and more negative posts. When negative expressions were reduced, the opposite pattern occurred. These results indicate that emotions expressed by others on Facebook influence our own emotions, constituting experimental evidence for massive scale contagion via social networks. Basically, posts in the feed that were less negative, users were more positive in their posts, which led to more positivity. But less positive posts led to more negativity. So whatever you're subscribing to or looking at is going to affect your mood. Textual content alone appears to be a sufficient channel. This is not a simple case of mimicry either. The way that they structure these social media apps is they go off of your newsfeed. What content is shown or not shown on your newsfeed is determined by a ranking algorithm that Facebook has. They continue to develop and test this on their viewers to try to figure out what content is the most relevant and what keeps you the most engaged. Even if you're just passing through and just reading it. So it's gonna keep pumping negative shit in your negative feed if you're looking at negative things. They know what they're doing and this is how misinformation spreads around. We went from the information age to the disinformation age. Because if you have all this misinformation going, you may not know it's misinformation if everyone around you is saying the same things. So if everybody is getting the same negative misinformation and thinking it's true, they may act on it like Pizzagate. So the man at the center of the Pizzagate case is getting out of prison today. We're told Edgar Welch will be moving into a halfway house. Welch spent four years behind bars after he fired shots inside Comet Ping Pong Pizza in Northwest D.C. back in 2016. Now, nobody got hurt. Welch says he went there to investigate an Internet conspiracy that tied politicians to a child sex ring inside the restaurant. Every part of that conspiracy completely false. On the outside looking in, you could just say, oh, that's stupid. How could you get that wrong? Well, they're going to say, well, look at all this information that's coming up on my phone. I have proof not doing the extra step read the articles you got to look at who is saying what that's why i try to be so careful with what i say on here this is why in the social dilemma they started posing the idea that we needed regulations on this stuff and after watching that and reading all these articles i'm sitting here i'm like hell yeah your attention is their currency and they don't care how they get their money no matter what effects it has on you and in truth, the adolescents are affected. They've shown throughout the documentary how screen time is not only addictive, but is linked to depression the more you're on it. They've shown how they use these algorithms to abuse them to get you to spend your money more by hook or crook <laughs> to keep your face in that screen. Which is why before I could go to the gym, I was sitting there scrolling for way longer than I needed to. Apparently that's a normal thing. Do you do that? <laughs> now there's a lot more that I wanted to speak on, but I won't because the social dilemma, I probably should get paid for this, <laughs> but they explain this stuff a whole lot better. Really look into it. And since we're here, can I ask you something? How long have you been on your phone? Have you been on it this whole time or did you actually put it down? When you put it down, do you pick it right back the fuck up? Do you have like your leg where you think it's vibrating, but it's really not? You check your phone and nothing's there. It's called PVS. Phantom vibrating syndrome. I'm not making this up. Are you like me and your phone is the first thing you look at in the morning because it's also your alarm clock? How long have you been away from your phone? It's kind of weird, right? We always have our phones. Always. It's the one thing that we refuse to let die. And if your phone die, you got an attitude problem, right? Are you addicted to your phone? Be real with me. Maybe you ain't got to be real with me. Be real to the person in the mirror. Look yourself in the mirror. Ask yourself, are you addicted to your phone? Because I am. And I know I am. 
which is why I took the challenge that they gave at the end of the documentary. So I challenge you, all you, I'm calling y'all out and saying that y'all can't for the next seven days. Don't use your mobile device before bed or 30 minutes after waking up. So 30 minutes before bed, 30 minutes after waking up, do not use your smartphone. Turn off unnecessary notifications or disable them on apps that use surveillance-based algorithms to decide what information that you see. That will help you against your misinformation. And the little useless notifications that you literally don't need that's just going off and creating an anxiety-built body because your leg keeps vibrating, you don't need every notification. You could also disable autoplay features where possible and never watch a video recommended to you to break free from rabbit holes. So y'all hear me talk about rabbit holes a lot. It's a real thing. Now, I was already aware of the rabbit hole part, but the other stuff, I was not aware that they were watching my every single move and documenting every single thing I like. So if you don't watch what's recommended to you, you won't fall into these rabbit holes. And also combat the misinformation that goes around. Stop before you share it and check the source question your motives for posting because a lot of what you see can be an echo chamber and which is why things are so polarizing now those were some of the things in their checklist that they offered in the social dilemma for you to do i've been doing it and i'm not gonna lie i'm leaving the notifications off because it's it is a lot nicer because anything that you have a pull like a chain that has like it's tugging you like you need to pick up your phone even though you already know what's in there it's almost like opening the fridge when you know what's in the fridge <laughs> and nothing's going to respawn in there it's kind of the same thing with this then maybe take some of those challenges that i called you out on and think that you can't do and i'm gonna close this out with a great quote by edward tuff there are only two industries that call the consumers users drugs and software bum bum Hi everybody, it's, it's Manny. Um, my nigga Savvy said all that in an articulate way, and I'm just gonna fucking sum it up for you. You niggas are metaverse pookies. Um, you niggas done put the fucking syringe and the hot spoon in the fucking straight shooter now, and you niggas done picked up the fucking phones, and y'all been beaming up ever since. And I ain't gonna judge you because <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> And read a book, bitch. If you make it to this part, you know I really fucks with you. What the fuck is up, man? Shit, y'all is so much to talk about, but I ain't gonna take up too much more of your time. So, you know I love my Rockets organization. <laughs> Love these niggas, right? We only had two chips. We didn't win until I was born. That's fine. You're welcome. <laughs> the thing is... Why are you paying Dylan Brooks as much money? Y'all over-exaggerating with that. Let's be real. Man, they had extra money to fuck off, and they fucked it off. Nobody wanted Dylan Brooks. I'm not even opposed to necessarily signing him, 
but for that much money, it's ridiculous. It's twenty million, bro. Listen, like, he's not. I'm sorry, he's not worth the twenty million. I so bet, like, say we get tired of his antics and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. If he has like a good year, like, let's say if he's a really good three and D player, like, really, really good, and we don't want him, a team that's contending for a championship, it's a drop in the bucket for them. Maybe. Maybe that's a solid point. It's just because again, Memphis dropped him off and no one picked him up. No one was looking at him. But here comes this bum ass Rockets organization who did this weird shit with John Wall. We're under weird shit again, and we're getting Dylan Brooks and overpaying this man along with Fred VanVleet. I like Fred. It's just overpaid them both. I know they had the money and they had to spend it. They was gonna lose it. I understand all that, but can we still call a spade a spade and say that Dylan Brooks has been in the league for seven years and only has one defensive selection? It wasn't even the first team all defensive selection. Getting paid twenty million, he's getting paid more than Russell Westbrook. Do you think he's better than Russell Westbrook? Uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm saying. It's like, but like everybody on the Rockets mostly cheap right now, like. They might have to pay Jalen Green in a year or so, even though I would get rid of him. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a drop in the bucket, bro. Like, I know. It's just, why, why do we got to scrape the barrel? I love my Rockets. I'm going to watch. But I'm not going to sit there and get a Dylan Brooks jersey or anything. I'm definitely getting a Amen Thompson jersey. Um, He's what we needed. We needed a playmaker, and we also needed somebody who's good on defense, and he check out the boxes. Um, Yeah, he's not a shooter, but you can teach a jump shot. You can't teach them athletics that he got. Like that, athleticism okay. that he got, you can't teach that. Did y'all like the Travis Scott album? Utopia. That, that shit was hard. That whole hard. Top five album of the year. Ain't that many albums to come out this Exactly. But the Travis Scott album, I do see in this because our first niggas was telling me this was like Jesus. I was like, hold up now. Let, let's slow down. Slow your roll. But after listening to it, I do hear the major influences that Jesus had on this album. I do like Travis Scott in the production sense. I think he does a really good job with a lot of the beats, but it's a lot of noise on there. It's a lot of skippable tracks to me on the album as a whole. Um, but I don't think it was a bad listen. There's some songs I find myself going back to, and I like the hype. You know, I like hype music because I'm a mosh pit type of person. So that's why it was really some fuck shit when he released his tour. And it, guess what? He's not stopping in Houston. If by popular demand or if y'all shame him again, but you know, but now they overcorrected every single concert and venue because of that. So other than Travis Scott's Utopia, ain't much this year. It's, it's rap albums though, it's just we don't give a fuck about them because you heard one rapper in 2023, you heard all of them because y'all sound the fucking same. So who gives a fuck about a rapper in 2023? Shout out to Simba though, you one of the few rappers I actually like, man. No, Simba's hard. You have great beat selection now. I'm talking on this podcast like you know me. But um, nah man, I fucks with him. Um, I think he got the best flow currently. It's so conversational. It's so, like, it's effortless. Beat selection is on point. Um, I'm still jamming his um, tape that he did with DJ Drama, even though I don't like drama, because why are you talking all over the the fucking songs? Like, relax. I've always kind of felt like that, low-key, too. Just just mute the fuck up. And shout-out to that nigga, Emphasis. You know, that's all I'm going to say from right now. And shout-out to English Fox. Definitely shout out to Emphasis. Still jamming that tape on the way to work like every day.
In anime motherfucking news, because I didn't say it the last time. All I'm gonna say about Gear 5. I like the Gear 5, but how he got hit Gear 5, you feel me? He didn't earn it. He earned it in death. Literal death. Luffy never trains, he just gets stuff. He has plot armor. That's his gum gum fruit, plot armor. I like Wano, Wano's okay. I felt like it was kind of disappointing as it went on. Um, there was production-wise, they were dragging it out. Reading it, it was fine. Watching it as the anime, it's like, get on with it. Are y'all watching that Kaizen? Didn't I tell you that niggas was getting their ass whooped in this Jujutsu Kaizen? <laughs> they got their ass whooped. Are you talking about the same thing? Toji is a god to me. <laughs> Megumi's daddy. I know what happened to him. But y'all who didn't read it don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. So when it really comes along, you're going to see. But he is a god to me. Because you just went toe-to-toe with the rawest nigga and whooped their ass. Carved them up like Thanksgiving turkey. Dog, told you, for president, fuck out of here. That's my dude. Like, And I can't wait for y'all to see more. And Gojo, I love the effects that they have on the animation and in their eyes like for the six eyes and they're going to explain that a little bit more too for you guys to send the dark about that don't get too frustrated okay uh finishing up 91 days i like it it's a little predictable but is it still worth the watch absolutely hell's paradise got its renewal for another season <laughs> that's not really too hard to believe though because the animation and the story on that shit was pretty fucking good i'm not gonna even lie to you it's that shit everybody i told about hell's paradise that watched it Instantly loved it. Of course, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm waiting on that Dragon Ball. Y'all know me. I'm a Dragon Ball head. And for those that read the manga, oh, man. <laughs> it's so much they can do. It's so much. All I'm saying I mean, is tomorrow. I know it's a, a lot they can do, but they're going to follow a different pace than the manga does. I know they do because they feel to do something with um, Goten and Trunks. Personally, I think they need to develop them more. The only reason why they haven't is because people push back so much on Goten and Trunks. Like, right. the, they're like the new Trunks. Right. Fuck them. Boruto, they have a I new was, time skip going. And shout out to, I was just for to say, shout out to my nigga Shikamaru. Shikamaru, if you don't know, you know now. Shikamaru's <laughs> a motherfucking Hokage. That Hokage. is my nigga. I ain't gonna lie, that's a great idea. No one else and that universe is more deserving to me than Shikamaru motherfucking Nada. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Like, that is my dude. But check this out. Think, think about his son's lineage. His son. Yeah, his lineage yeah. is crazy. It's crazy. That is, no, that is true facts. Out of the kid, he's, he has the Yo, uncle's the Kaze Kage? Yo, uncle is the Kaze Kage. And your daddy is the whole Kage. Touch me if you want to. That has been another episode of the Lighthouse Podcast, man. Thank y'all for tapping in, tuning in, sharing, liking, subscribing. Use your algorithm for that for me. <laughs> nah, man, for real. Thank y'all for tapping in. Listen, this has been another episode of Lighthouse Podcast. Thank you if you made it through. If you like it, leave a review. Share it with a friend or two. Don't homie, be the homie. You could quote me, just quote me. I've been your humble host, Evan Savvy. Have a good Clear. On the way. Put the phone. Listen, put the phone down. Don't be a pokey. You know what I'm saying? Read a book. I don't want to give no. Art.
ultimatum If you wanna come lay up If you wanna come stay up If you wanna come pay up But you know you got work in the morning Finna wake up yawning Tryna keep up with a real one Don't got no obligations At least for today At least you can stay For as long as you care, babe As long as you wanna Everything's in the air Everything's in the air